Where's Ben Weaver? Way back there. All right, Ben is next up. Um, I learned about Marinella Sur in 1996 when I was a junior in high school because my girlfriend at the time did her history day project on Marinella. And she actually was has the last um, video recording of Marinella before she passed away, to my knowledge. I don't know where the videotape is, but... Um, so then I knew about her and loved and respected her work, but in 2013 I found myself at the Historical Society looking at old Mississippi River maps, and um, Meridel's name just popped into my head, so I put, her, put it in the computer. And then I pretty much stayed there for the next year and a half um, <laughs> and read through all of her papers. And this was at a real transitional point in my life. Um, so one of the things I stumbled across, though, was she made this reference to James J. Hill, which um, I'm going to share with you because it's appropriate to be in the Carnegie Library. Yeah. And she called him, I don't remember the exact words that she used, I remember the sentiment, and I've gone back and tried to find the passage, but I can't find it. And it was something to the extent of, she called him the midnight thief of the railroad. And James J. Hill is one of these people that I, I mean, I could get cursed, I could curse, but I think he's a, a, a terrible person. Um, and I don't like that, that we remember those people. So I came up with a new name for James J. Hill um, back in 2013, when I decided that we needed new heroes and we needed new myth, myth people and we needed new stories. So I called James J. Hill, um, to me, I call him old workbench face. Because <laughs> I like to imagine what he's done to the land, and if you personified what he's done to the land back onto his face, it would look like an old workbench that had the shit beat out of it. <clears throat> and not taken care of for a long time. So I wrote this poem for Meridel back a long time ago, and I've, I've carried it with me on many miles, so you can see what's happened here. <laughs> this poem is called Wooden Axle in the Wasteland of Trains. Jeffy at the spigot, those eyes like wind through bullet holes, or a sink full of dirty pans, motorcycle clouds, jackstraw telephone poles. Went to see the beekeeper, a rope hanging from an oak, leaves on the kitchen floor, her breasts like snow falling through a torn screen. Root poems crow-footing out her arm is how the world ends. Sister coming home through the corn, old workbench face and his midnight thieves building the railroads a wasteland. Out of pine shadows, the regather begins to congeal. A fire is kindled from scattered orange peels and boxcars clanking up the moon. Jeffy up near the engine, singing Nobody Knows the Trouble, shoveling hallelujah from the avalanches. Smoke and laughter rise and once more go between stars. And so little sister protects the wandering needlework of the forsythia and the despoblados, puts blue on the rivers and streams, weighted with stones into her many ferny loops. Those who knew what the forest had in mind before wooden axle rolled up are standing in the doorways, refusing old workbench face and the conqueror's entry. This time, the, story, the stories will be told by the rare touchwood and quiet mossery. Jeffy at the six burner, little sister rolling out the dough, because generosity is how you prepare for a rainy day. Uh, and when I was at the Historical Society, I came across this poem that Tom McGrath wrote. Yeah. And at the top of it, it just says, For Meridel. It's called Beyond the Red River, so I'm going to read this to you. The birds have carried summer to the south, 
and the flower money is drying in the banks of bent grass, which the bumblebee has abandoned. We wait for a winter lion, body of ice crystals and sombrero of dead leaves. A month ago, from the salt engines of the sea, a machinery of early storms rolled toward the holiday houses, where summer still dozed in the poolside chairs, sipping an aging whiskey of distances and departures. Now the long freight of autumn goes smoking out of the land. My possibilities are all packed up, but still I do not leave. I'm happy enough here, where Dakota drifts wild in the universe, where the prairie is staring to shake in the surf of the winter dark. Um, the title for tonight, we were talking about um, what it should be called, and the idea of resistance came up, and I've been having a hard time leaving resistance alone, because I think, I think we need to resist, but I think we need to have resilience, and we need to have renewal, and probably some other words that go along with seeds and um, women. So this is a poem towards that. One other thing I thought of on my ride over here is that there's a lot of things that I've seen lately about shred the patriarchy and um, down with the patriarchy. And I couldn't agree one more than 100,000% about that. I saw something the other day from a Dene woman who I, who I have tremendous respect for. And she said, it's not the matriarchy, it's the matrifocal. And I think that the archie is the problem. So I appreciate what she said, and I thought I would share that, because I think Meridel also would appreciate that. There is a cat up ahead and a weed in the sky. It's getting too dark. I can't identify the birds. When you pull over, show your eyes. When you ask how it's going, think about the way an open field of snow or a lake without waves does the same thing. In the canyon, the unknown is temporary. Roots breaking out her sides and roosters are nowhere to be found on his steep walls, though they are the color of a yellow watermelon, left out overnight with the chickens, windmills, and Milky Way. I can see the history of storms and reptile breath on their lips. Between rivers and mineral deposits, civilization is futurizing itself, leaving plow marks on the sides of the hemlock trees that line covered road. But if this is the future, I'm going down to the bottom muck. I'm going to live on mud and cattails and hang my hat from the same rung as great-grandmother's apron. If this is the future, I'm going to call it making water when wind blows rain from the leaves and branches after a storm has passed. I'm going to call it resilience when a garden is planted or bread is baked and people gather together. I'm going to call it listening when I count the fallen apples mixed into the nighttime flight call of the oven bird and I can see feathers written on back of a waterfall. If the chanterelles and grizzlies are seen as knowledge holders and their wisdom is heard among the torrent of blackberries and overgrown roads, then by oaken crests of whitefish, by spirals and jetties, we must crash up the masts of these one-legged pirates and with antlers pry off the lids of their colonized spirits, setting loose into the quiet, roaring night a billion liberated, dirt-eating carnations of awe. If this is the future, watch your heart like a wildfire our eyes are a dream, and we are the headwaters laced with the will of salmon and guts full of stoneflies. If this is the future, all the winds rushing below the sun are unnumbered and free. Because tonight, we take the axe man by the hood, knifing out the counterfeit liberation of survival and the tyranny of bullshit jobs. The rock is breaking up. The river is reaching for its tail. Tonight is a weld in the quilt, a moon rising at the end of the road. 
Tonight is a gift from our ancestors. 